Go ahead and open your Bibles up to the book of Galatians. We'll be in chapter 1 this morning. We're actually going to be walking through verses 11 through 24. And as you are turning there, um, I'm going to start this morning with just a little bit of an announcement, kind of an update. I have uh, already kind of been asked recently, you know, um, you know, where, where have you guys been lately? So um, we haven't been here a ton the last several weeks, uh, probably five or six weeks now. We have um, just, um, through a series of events, we have been um, spending a lot of time in eastern North Carolina. And um, we are not on a permanent vacation or anything like that, but we uh, we just, through some vacationing down there and some time down there, we've actually... Uh, just had some opportunities for some expansion. Many of you know I'm in construction business, and so we've had some opportunities for expansion. So we've been investigating that and working on that. And we've uh, uh, also had some opportunity to participate with uh, uh, in some things with a local church there. So we've been doing that as well. So uh, I've been talking to Will about all these things and praying, you know, about these things. And so you guys just be in prayer for us as we're trying to figure out how the Lord wants us to work all these things out. So um, anyway, we're not uh, backsliding or, you know, turning away from the church or anything like that. We're just uh, in, a, in a season that we're uh, trying to navigate through the best we can and figure some, some things out. So it's good to be with you guys this morning. Uh, your pastor's away with spending some time with his family this weekend, and so uh, you got me. So anyway, all right. Uh, Galatians chapter 1 is where we'll be this morning. If I was going to put a title on the sermon this morning, it would be uh, The Call of a Christian. And we're going to see three things this morning that, uh, that we need to know or that we need to be reminded of and constantly remember about our calling. Okay, And so we're going to pick up uh, this morning Galatians chapter 1, starting in verse 11. Please uh, follow along with me. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles... I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him for 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother, In what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went to the regions of Syria and Sicilia and was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. 
and they glorified God because of me. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we just once again want to thank you for the opportunity you've given us to be gathered together this morning, to be spending some time in your word. Father, we thank you for uh, the opportunity to, uh, Lord, just be here, and uh, Lord, to hear from you this morning. Father, we do pray for you to be present with us this morning, Lord. We pray that, uh, Lord, just everything that comes out of my mouth, Lord, would be Uh, Lord, from you, Father, as well as everything that we hear this morning would be your desire for us. And Father, I pray that we would be ready to respond to what we hear uh, from your word this morning. Father, we can't thank you enough for this word. And uh, Lord, just confess that we would be so lost without it. So Father, please speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so three things we're going to look at that we need to know about our calling this morning, or be reminded of about our calling. The first one would be that we are called by God. Okay, The first thing that we need to be reminded of and understanding about our calling, for those of us that have been called by Jesus Christ, who have, been, um, who have received or been given the gift of the gospel, Okay, what we first need to understand and realize is that is a, is a calling from God. Okay, We see that as we look at at Paul's account of how he received the gospel, okay? And so the call to Christianity is not possible apart from the work of God. Verse 11 and 12 shows us this. It says, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached to me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And so just listening to that, if we will remember back to the book of Romans in verses or chapter ten and verses fourteen through seventeen, it would say, "How then will they call on him whom they have not believed, and how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard, and how are they to hear without someone preaching, and how are they to preach unless they are sent, as it is written, how beautiful are those who preach the good news, but they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says. Lord, who has believed what he has heard? And verse 17 says this, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. And so with that passage in mind, and what we're seeing with here uh, from Paul, okay, and his story, of his testimony of how uh, God reached out and called him, okay, what we need to understand is that the proclamation of the gospel is what brings people to faith. Okay, the proclamation of the gospel is what brings people to faith, and we see that that gospel was shown to Paul in a revelation. And so it, he explains to us and reminds us that it was not something that was made up by man. Okay, it wasn't something that man created, but it was something that was actually not taught to him by man, but it was actually revealed to him through Jesus. Okay, Jesus revealed it to him. If we remember back to Paul's story, okay, we can read about it in Acts chapter 9, but we can remember Paul is on his way to Damascus to get approval. Okay, He's, he's on the way to get approval to essentially bring every Christian that he can find bound okay, for basically prosecution for their for their faith in Christ. Okay? That's what he's on his way to do. While he's on his way, all right, he's blinded, okay, he's he's knocked off of his, his donkey, his horse, whatever he was riding or whatever, he's blinded, okay, and then Paul 
all right, is brought into the city, and it's then explained to him by Ananias that, hey, you are actually a chosen instrument of God, and he's going to use you, okay, to proclaim the gospel that you're against, okay? That's, that's what happens, that, all right? That's, that's what happened to Paul. Someone that against the gospel and the good news of Jesus and is chosen by God and is going to be used as an instrument of God to actually proclaim what he's trying to fight so hard against. Okay, So as we remember that, the gospel itself is only possible all right, because of God. Right? It wasn't something that was made up by man. Right? How many different religions or cults or different things have come up and popped up over the years, right? Sooner or later, those things, are they're figured out. Sooner or later, those things disappear. Sooner or later, um, something happens, you know, and, and it all falls apart, right? But the gospel has gone on and on and on and on, right? For generations, for thousands of years, right? How is that possible? Because it's, it's something that was of God. It was revealed by God. It was brought about by God, right? And so there's there's no way, okay, that it was like created by man. Paul wants us to understand that. He needs us to realize that, okay? And so again, the first thing that we need to realize, all right, for those of us in Christ is that our calling is from God. Okay? Our calling's from God. I've heard like people say this, and they probably didn't mean it in, in that way. But I like so they'll say, "Hey, pastor, so and so, or or this guy, so and so, who goes to church, like he he saved me, right?" And what they're really trying to say is that that was the person or the instrument that God used in order to share the gospel with them. Okay, but that message of the gospel, all right, and that calling on us that's that's something that comes from God. Okay, and so we have to understand and realize and understand like if we're in Christ, and it was God did that work. Okay, no one else deserves the credit for that. God did that work. He brought about the gospel. God brought about the person. Okay, and the work. All right, that brings us to the revelation or to the point where we are ready. All right, to accept it and believe it and understand it. All right. So if you're in Christ this morning. You have been called, okay, by God. All right, the one true gospel, as we also see this morning, all right, um, transforms life when people have been called by God. All right, look look at the transformation, all right, that took place in Paul's life. Look at verse twelve and six through sixteen. It says, "For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through revelation of Jesus Christ." For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church violently, tried to destroy it, and was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him, among the Gentiles. So we, we already talked about like Paul's story and his testimony, but once again, right here, Paul wants to be reminded of just who he was and how far he's come all right, because of what God has done, because he was called out by God. Okay? 
And it's just amazing. Like Paul was so dead set against the gospel and against Christ that it took this amazing like revelation where he was blinded in order uh, for him to receive Christ and accept his calling all right, from God on his life. All right. and, and it's not just Paul. Like Some of you in here might have a, a similar testimony. We've, we've heard testimonies from um, some, some of the, the Muslims that we've had chances and opportunities to share the gospel with, okay? that they set out against the gospel, set out against Christ, and ended up becoming Christians. All right? End, ended up accepting the gospel that they were against, okay? Because it, when, when God calls us, that the power of the gospel is, is, can transform our lives, okay? And so it's important we understand that that calling is from God. In other words, there, there is no stopping it, okay, when God is the one behind it, all right? Paul was so against it that Jesus showed up to share it with Paul himself when he was called by God. Okay, so again, if you're in Christ today, remember, God is the one that has called you. Okay, that means something, right? That means something. If you got a call from, um, like, Bill Gates, okay? Um, you know, if you got a call from Bill Gates that said, hey, um, you know, I'm going to bring you a check tomorrow for $5 million, okay? That might mean a little more than if I called you and said, I'm going to bring you a check for $5 million, okay? Because he actually has it, okay? So it, may, it means a big difference, all right? So just keep in mind, like, who the one that's called us, all right, if you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, God is the one that has called you, okay? So that, that comes with a little bit more, yeah, comes with a little bit more sting, okay? comes with a little bit more authority, right? The ultimate authority, all right? And so it's important that we understand that and realize that. If you are here and you're not in Christ today, just take a moment to look at Paul's story, okay? Take a moment to think about Paul's story. If anyone would have been thought to be out of the reach of God's hand, it would have been Paul. Here's someone who he says of himself was persecuting the church violently and tried to destroy it. Okay? Paul, we, we see in the book of Acts, Paul was actually standing in approval all right, as Stephen's being stoned to death for his faith in Christ. Okay? And so if there's, if there's ever anyone that would have been thought of that is out of the reach of God, it would have been Paul. All right, he makes that clear over and over and over again. Okay, so if you're not in Christ today, understand that you're like no one's out of his reach. Okay, no one's off limits when it comes to God. Okay, and so God can still call you to him, and when he does, just accept his calling. Okay, there will be no, no fighting. All right, and so because it's God that's calling us, and so remember, God is the one that has called you. All right, the second thing we're going to see this morning is that we have been called for a purpose. Okay, look at verses fifteen and sixteen with me. It says, "But when He who had set me apart 
before I was born and who called me by His grace was so pleased to reveal His Son to me in order that I might preach Him among the Gentiles. Okay, so Paul is at the point now as he's writing this book that he understands like, man, God didn't just call me okay, so that I could escape the eternal like judgment that was coming to me. Okay, Paul didn't just... Uh, or God didn't just call me, okay, in order so that I could just take it easy for the rest of my life until I left to go be with Him, right? He called me for a reason, all right? He called me for a purpose. Paul explains that. His purpose, the reason that he was called, okay, was so that he could take the message of the gospel to the Gentiles, okay? And so... uh, Paul identifies his purpose. All right? He was saved by God in order to share the gospel to the Gentiles. Paul was called to be an apostle. All right? Paul's story, again, is incredible. As we mentioned in Acts chapter 9, go back and read it. And let's read the account, like the series of events all right, that led Paul to his faith in Jesus. And, you know, in, in Acts chapter 9, he's headed to get permission from a high priest all right, to bring any Christian that he can bound all right, in chains to Jerusalem, throw them in prison, and wait for their prosecution okay, for, for being Christians, for being in Christ. All right? And he's told that he's going to be an instrument of Christ in order to carry his name to the Gentiles, okay, to the kings, and to the nation of Israel. Okay, and so, you know, you and I, okay, we're, we're no, obviously our life and our circumstances are different, but we are no different in Paul, than Paul when it comes to the fact that we were called by God for a purpose, okay? We were called by God for a purpose. Um, we're going through the book of Ephesians right now, okay? And so in Ephesians chapter 2, you know, we've already covered this, but it says in verse 10, it says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, God's always had a plan, right? God has always had a purpose for us, right? We, we, we understand that God actually knitted us together, okay, in, in our mother's womb. So we're gifted, we're talented in certain areas, okay, some some are questionable, but um, sorry, couldn't help. But we are all gifted and talented in different ways, right? We're all wired you know, a little bit different. Okay, we all have different experiences, right? We grew up differently. We grew up with different issues within our families, okay, that may have shaped us or molded us. We we grew up with different rules and different traditions, okay, that can impact the way that we live our lives, okay? We're, we're all got a little bit different of a background, but what we must understand, okay, is that when we're called by God, we've, we've been called for a purpose, and so God, as we see in Paul here, okay, God takes the, man, I mean, if you think, if you look back at Paul's life, like Paul I mean, he was extreme, okay? 
I mean, Paul was extreme. He said, you know, when he, before he came to Christ, he said, you know, this Christianity thing, like this is getting out of control, right? And Paul, Paul's like, we're going to do something about this. We're going to go fix this, right? And he, he goes after it. He attacks it wide open. And God says, I wired him like that because he's actually going to join my team and then he's going to go get it for the gospel, okay? And that's what he does. And understand that your, like your circumstances and your situations and your uh, different differences, okay? Understand that God created you with those, but he created you with those with a purpose in mind for you, okay? All right? And so we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. And also remember what Romans chapter 12 says, all right, verses 4 through 8 says, it says, For as in one body there are many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy and propitiation to our faith, if service in our service. The one who teaches in his teaching. The one who exhorts in his exhortation. The one who contributes in generosity. The one who leads with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Okay? Romans chapter 12, again, is reminding us of the fact that we have, if we've been called by God, we've been called with a purpose. Okay? And that purpose is that our gifts and our talents and our abilities be used for the good of the body. Okay, He says we're all members, individual members, but we're all members of one body. Okay, And whatever our gifts are, they're to be used all right, for the good and the benefit of the body. Okay, And so, 1 Peter chapter 4 Verses 10 and 11 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God might be glorified through Jesus Christ, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay? And so that passage, once again, just hammers home the fact okay, that we were all given different talents and abilities and gifts, okay, but they're to be used for the benefit of the body so that who gets the glory? God, okay, through Jesus Christ. Okay? As we look at our talents and our abilities, we must remember and, and realize like, we didn't, we weren't in our in our mother's stomachs, okay, and said, you know, I want to be this height, right? I want to be this size. I want to be this good at this. I want to look like this, right? Right? Some of us might have chose some different, right? <laughs> but we didn't choose those things, okay? God chose those things for us in order that we might fulfill the purposes that He has for us. Okay, So we've been called by God, and we have been gifted and given these talents and abilities 
by God for God's purposes, for God's plans, not our own. That way, when things go good and we're like, man, we're doing something awesome, it's real easy to get prideful, right, and arrogant. But we always have to look back and say, no, God deserves that glory. God deserves that praise, not me. I didn't choose to be gifted like this. I didn't choose to be talented with this. God gave me this ability. All right? But it's important that we hone that in to the fact and to the point that we realize and we understand God gave me those things all right, for the good of the body of Christ. Okay? He didn't give them to me for my own glory. All right? He gave them to me for His glory, for His good, for His purposes. Okay, so we we must understand that. Um, in Second Timothy one and eight, we see that God had a purpose for us since the beginning. Okay, a holy calling, all right, that involves us unashamedly sharing the message of the gospel as well, regardless of the cost. Okay, so not only have we been called, all right, for His purpose, but we must understand that in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Those, those callings, those uh, talents, those abilities are for the good of the body, for the proclamation, okay, for the glory of God. Okay? So Paul can sit back and say, this is who I was, but this is who I am now, all right, and this is what I'm able to accomplish now because God transformed my life. And Paul's testimony alone, as we see at the end of this passage, Paul's testimony alone was enough for people to look back and say, man, Praise God. Look what God has done. The guy that was persecuting us and trying to destroy us, now he's preaching our message right? because of what God has done in his life. Okay, Praise God. right? Our story, your story, okay, the things that God has done in your life, right? those are a tool for us to use in order to proclaim God's goodness to proclaim okay, who God is and what He's done. Okay? And so Paul wants us to remember that. So you were not called just to sit back and live out the rest of your days, all right, just waiting to get to heaven. All right? You have been called by God and you've been called with a purpose. Okay? And so the third thing we're going to see uh, this uh, morning is that we are called to act. Okay? Um, look at verse 21 through 24. We see that when I, Paul, went, uh, then I, Paul, went to the regions of Syria and Sicilia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith. He once tried to destroy, and they glorified God because of me. So, Paul, once he understood his purpose, okay, Paul hit the road, right? We see that Paul was called, as we, as we saw, like he was called to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, right? And Paul spent a couple years, like, figuring out, okay, and understanding his calling and understanding his purpose. Okay, we see uh, previously in, in the passage that he went three years up Jerusalem with, with Cephas or Peter and remained there for 15 days. And he, um, you know, he spent 
um, some years um, just kind of working with the apostles and, and, and figuring out all the ins and outs of his faith. Right? He spent some time being discipled. Okay? Paul spent some, spent some time like, understanding his purpose and calling, but then Paul hit the road. Okay? Paul went out to where the Gentiles were all right, in order to preach the gospel. Okay? And so it was said of um, and it was said of him, the one who was persecuting is now preaching the faith. He tried to destroy, and they glorified God because this like Paul was effectively out there on the road, in the churches, in the streets, doing what he had been called by God to do. Okay? And it was said of him, you know, that like his again, his story is being shared because they're like, who is this guy showing up? Oh, that's that's Paul. Yeah, the one that used to be Saul. Yeah, the one that was trying to destroy Christianity. He's he's now he's now on our side. He's out there preaching the gospel. He's out there sharing, right? And people were were praising God because of what had been done. Okay, and so what we what we see is that he he understood that he was called by God. He understood that he had been called with a purpose, and then he went to work. Okay, he went to work at it. All right, and so. Um, you know, because it's important to know that we, we're all called, okay, for a purpose. But it's also important for us to understand that, um, like, information, okay, with, with no application, that's, that's useless. Okay, that's useless. All right, like, if I, I know this is the last thing I need, but, like, if I was to decide I was going to lose some weight, okay, and go on a diet, right, then... Like, I could read 27 books tomorrow, okay, on... Well, I can't read that much, but anyway, I could read a lot of books, okay, over the next several weeks on how to lose weight, right? And I could, I could take this diet and that diet and this exercise plan, and I can just put all this information in my head, and, I, man, I could, I could know all there is to know about losing some weight. But you know what is not going to happen if I don't use any of that information. Like, I'm not going to lose a single pound, right? If I don't put the fork down after the first plate and I keep going back for more, like, it's not going to help the cause, right? And, and it's what, like, information is great, but if we don't apply that information, okay, it's useless. It doesn't do us any good. And nothing hits this home better for us than what James says in chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. James is going to give us some stern words here, and he says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warm and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. He says in verse 19, he says, you believe 
that God is one, you do well. He says, even the demons and the devil believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by his works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Verse 25 says, And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Again, some some stern words from James because he really wants us to get this, right? He really wants us to understand this, okay? That faith or belief in God is, is fantastic. But apart from works, it's dead. Now, I want to be very, very clear, okay, because Scripture is clear that the works do not save us, all right? But the, the, the salvation that we are giving, okay, it motivates us, okay? It drives us to action, all right? The, the salvation that we've experienced, the gospel that we've received, okay, it brings about motivation, okay? And if we are in Christ, knowing what Christ has done for us, then the only reasonable response to that is worship, okay? And works, all right? It's just like James here, he's talking about someone in need of some food or clothing, right? And someone says, oh, go and be warmed and filled, right? He says, what good is that? He says, if you're in Christ, then help that brother or sister Get the things that they need. Feed them. Clothe them. Right? Action. And so, James asked, what good is it if we proclaim faith and do not act? Belief is not genuine faith. He says, even the devil and the demons have that. James shows us even a couple of Old Testament examples here. He he, he talks of Abraham and he says, you know, how do we know that Abraham had faith in God? Because he was willing to take his son up to the altar and sacrifice his son. Now, thankfully, God stopped that. That did not happen. Okay, But he was willing to go through with it because he had faith. And how do we know that? Because he actually went up to the altar okay, to sacrifice. And it says that that was accounted to him as righteousness. Okay, His action was proof that he had a genuine faith in God. He even, he even brings up uh, Rahab, okay, the prostitute. All right, here we, here we have someone that we wouldn't think, again, that could be really used by God, who's mentioned here for her actions, and is also mentioned in the book of Hebrews for her actions, okay, because her faith, all right, was demonstrated by her actions, okay? When she had an opportunity to hide messengers, okay, 
because God had asked her to do so, she, she did it. Okay? She went through with it, even though it could have cost her dearly. Okay? And so we see that James shows us these Old Testament examples of faith. If you want a good list of them, go back and read the book of Hebrews chapter 11. It gives you a long list of some people um, in, in, in the Old Testament. Okay, Just example after example of how their faith okay, led them to action in all these different ways. Okay, And, there, and Hebrews 11 is kind of nicknamed as the Hall of Faith. Okay, kind of like the Hall of Fame, all right, for these brothers and sisters who demonstrated their faith by action. Okay, and so I want us to understand that you know being we're called by God, yes, and we are called with a purpose, yes, but we are called to act. We're called to action. Okay, and so if you've been called by God this morning. The question is, is have you figured out your purpose, right? Have you figured out what your, your purpose is? Have you figured out your, your gifts and your talents and your abilities and, and the things that you're good at? Most, most of us would say, yeah, we've, we've figured that out by now. Or we have a pretty decent understanding, okay? But are we putting those things into action? Are we putting them into work? Are we using those gifts and those talents, okay, in order to serve the body of Christ, okay? Are we using those gifts and talents in order to make His name known, okay, to people who may not know it, okay? Have we put them to work for the body of Christ and for the kingdom of God, okay? Because if we've been called by God, We've been called for a reason, for a purpose. We, we have work to do. All right. And we've been called to act on that. Okay, Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for everything that you do. For those of us, Lord, that are in Christ this morning, we just want to thank you, Lord, for calling us out of darkness. Father, we thank you for calling us out, Lord, on our road, uh, Lord, to self-destruction and eternal separation. Father, thank you for calling us to you. Father, we thank you for sharing the gospel with us, however you did so. Lord, we see that you used a revelation through Jesus with Paul. To many of us, Lord, we had a friend or a co-worker or a family member um, share the good news with us. And Father, we thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you for their willingness to act on what you've called them to do. Father, we thank you for um, just who you are and the fact, Lord, that even while we were still sinners, you sent your Son to die in our place. Father, we can't thank you enough for how good you've been and how patient you are with us. And Father, I pray for each and every person that has been called by you this morning in this room, Father, that you would help us all see clearly that you're the one who's called us and that you called us for a purpose. You've got plans for us. You have, uh, Lord, a desire for us as you called us out of darkness. And Lord, I pray you help us to figure that out and to see that clearly. 
Help us to see what we're good at. And then help us to put it into action. Lord, using those gifts, using those talents. Lord, to serve the body of Christ. To serve our brothers and sisters. Lord, to proclaim Your name to those who have not heard or do not know You. Lord, to share the Gospel with those that are lost. Father, help us to see our purpose. Help us to see how and where to act. And help us not to hesitate. Because honestly, Lord, You don't deserve any less from us. Father, You have been so good. And Lord, I pray for all of us to respond in worship. Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know You, but Lord, You're calling, I pray that You would help them to see that clearly and they would respond to You this morning. Lord, only You can do this. In Jesus' name, amen.